Hello, podcast listeners. You are listening to another episode of The Long Journey Home, and I am your host, Corbin Johnson, welcoming you in, and it's October 31st, 2014. Let's talk about what's going on in the Star Trek CCG universe. So, um, before we jump into that, you can find show notes for this particular episode and possibly future episodes on my blog at uh, the Trek CC blog, that is. So you can check that out. Go to the forum page, click on blogs, and it'll probably be the first thing listed there. All right. So I believe it was on Tuesday, no, Wednesday night. Uh, we found out that there is uh, gods living among us. Yes, indeed, Madison Baumgartner pitched, pitched a fantastic four innings to win the World Series for the San Francisco Giants, and I'm very happy about that. Uh, given that baseball is over for the season, I'm going to be probably shifting my attention back to Star Trek now and uh, maybe put on some more shows. All right, so thank you for that. What is going on? I uh, was taking a look at the What's New page today and saw that Michael Van Bremen posted a new Relativity deck, and I just had to look at it, of course, being Mr. Relativity, and it is really cool deck. I have to say that the one thing I really like about it is that it uses Repair Null Space Catapult to, um, I think it's his first mission. You go from the historical research, or not, that's not what it's called, but um, you go there first, solve that, and then not only do you get an event back from your discard pile, so you can grab a TT in case you ran out or get, like, this is the threat of Dukat or something, and you can move your ship to another planet in anywhere, which is great. So that is a, a super cool mission, and I wish someone else... Uh, no, I'm, I'm glad Michael found it, but it's it's interesting that it took this long. Maybe someone had found it before, but this is the first time I've seen it in a Relativity deck, so very clever, and then you see the normal stuff. Anyway, there's a link to the deck in the blog. I do suggest the Relativity players check it out took first place in some tournament he had and so very exciting to see that you know relativity still has it and yeah the deck is very well put together and of course it's michael's deck so it's gotta be good all right so after that um the focus of the show is going to be on our new wind condition the species a472 stuff and i have not had a chance to play with the new set yet and i know it's been out a long time but Oh, I did want to mention that Homefront 6 is still in production, and uh, we have a meeting on that tomorrow with uh, Michael Moskop and Alan Gould, and well, at least I think we will. I haven't heard from Michael yet, but we are shooting to have a meeting on that. The dilemmas are finalized, or at least I think they are. I've had a chat with, <clears throat> with our new brand manager, Smiley, and he is... Uh, I'm excited to work with him because he he's very competent about games in general, but also the game itself. I think as he designs what he decides where one he's going to be going, we're going to find that he will competently lead us into a good place for one e So I'm very excited to work with him as my boss, hopefully, and I hope that he is able to steer one in the right direction and keep the game fresh and exciting and new and block exciting and and we're starting to talk about sealed and things like that and it's exciting so 
Anyway, tomorrow uh, we're going to talk about how we feel about, the, I think, the dilemmas we, we feel good about because the whole point of the set is to have dilemmas that will fit into will fit into all starters from now on. Now, uh, I did, when I talked with Smiley, we kind of went back and forth on that. Maybe we want to have a set with more dilemmas in it. Um, we want to keep the starters really fresh. Or do we really care about the starters all that much? So that's a conversation that is going to be ongoing, but it's something we need to think about. Anyway, uh, we're going to start talking about reprints, I think, tomorrow. Um, we've got a lot of suggestions. I gave out a couple of design assignments to Michael and Alan, and they're going to uh, come up with, or they've come up with a list of cards that they'd like to see reprinted, and for various reasons. So, yeah, um, work is progressing, and uh, there's a schedule. I'm not going to go into the schedule, but uh, there is a schedule for the set. So, all right. Now, the rest of this podcast, I wanted to talk about the Species A472 win condition. Now, I've chatted with some locals here and their thoughts about it. And I was kind of turned around after I talked to one local in particular. He said, um, my, 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 my initial gut reaction to Species of 472 is that, oh, well, this is this counter... This, this is discouraging players to do what you're supposed to do in the game, which is to solve missions. If I attempt and solve missions, or rather to attempt missions, if I attempt missions, you get dilemmas out. And the more dilemmas you get out, the more you get the chance to get this alternate wound condition. You know. To which he replied, well, what's so different from just that and a tragic turn pile? And I said, oh, yeah. Yeah, tragic turn also discourages me from attempting a mission. It, it's not that it discourages you, though. The, the way to think about both tragic turn and species A472 is to think about it as getting your crew or away team fully prepared for what is coming. You know, you see Tragic Turn is out. Well, okay. So I know I've got in my deck some kill prevention. I've got to maybe wait for that. Maybe not. Maybe I should send some weenies. Maybe I bluff through, get some dilemmas going, uh, send some people who don't matter, and maybe that's the way to go. When then with Species A472, maybe you wait a little longer before you attempt a mission, and you get together the crew or away team that will ideally get you through the mission. So... In that sense, it is. I, it, I think it was an unfair judgment on my on my part to say, "Oh, this is just flat out says no, you shouldn't be attempting missions." And it's like, well, what am I supposed to do? No, that's too simplistic. It's really contemplate what crew or away team you want to send before you send it, because you might you're probably going to hit these really fairly powerful dilemmas. Your opponent's got events that are eventually going to get them in your in your core anyway. And if you're really, really worried about it, play with old feelings. And there you go. All right, so that said, what is the state of it? How many players have played with it? What kind of decks does it fit into? It's a generic win condition. It does not fit into any particular deck type. Maybe it fits in better with Voyager because it does take place in the Delta Quadrant. So maybe it's an Equinox. Maybe it's a Delta Klingons. Maybe it's a Voyager sort of thing. Or not. So... I took a look at how many decks contain Terrasphere 8, and it turns out that 14 decks currently do that are published and public. Of those, uh, several have won tournaments, I think three or four. 
And they run the gamut of affiliations that have tried it. TOS, Voyager, Klingons, Romulans, Cardassians. That was in a weird hokey deck that was really interesting. But there was a mix where they had Cardassian, Romulan, and Bajoran. Bajoran? Might have been Bajoran. And... Yeah, I'm not sure if that's right. But it was an interactive deck that required, I think, not either required or required a mod win to take the game. And uh, it was a very interesting build. And I don't recall, I think it won the tournament it was in, but he said there were several close calls. But anyway, uh, it's there's actually more affiliations that have played with it than haven't. And I think there, there are six. I can't recall what they are right off the top of my head. Um, let's see maybe let's think about this so oh, earth um yeah i don't recall um maybe tng didn't hasn't done it um but yeah so more have done it than haven't which is really interesting and there's been success with it if not success i think um one deck got like 10th place, one deck got 5th place, but most of these you see getting anywhere between 1st, 2nd, 3rd, and occasionally 4th place out of 14 decks. So, it, uh, how, and so the next question is how many of those actually pulled off the win condition? Uh, at least two of the decks did. Not all the decks had tournament reports, but of the ones that did, I did see one that said it won it once. Uh, that was a Dominion Infiltration deck by a local here. And then the other one was, I think, I oh, um, it was that Infiltration one that I was talking about. That one did pull it off on, in all three of his games. Not Infiltration, but the Assassin's deck, the interactive deck with the three headquarters. And then uh, one did take first place at a Masters tournament. It was Stefan Slabby's deck. It was Voyager with the alternate win condition. No mention of whether or not he used the win condition at all, but it was in the deck, and I would only assume that he did. And uh, the deck title is called Cards Against Humanity, which is clever, very cute. Anyway, um, so what do we think, what do I think of this? I've got a few minutes left here. I think it is exciting to see that the game has an alternate win condition now. I mean, it had two of them already, but now it has a third. And I have no problem with alternate win conditions, so long as they are fair and balanced, you know? And that, eesh, I just said fair and balanced. Um, well, anyway, let's not delve into that. This isn't the discard pile after all. Anyway, yeah, the win conditions are great, and they keep the creativity of deck building out there. And as long as it's not broken, and by broken I mean it doesn't become an overly abused strategy, and that other decks can remain competitive and can win tournaments, especially high-level tournaments, then I really do have no problem with it. Will something broken come? Sure, maybe it could happen. I don't know. Will the game suffer because there's another win condition? Probably not. Is it too good? I don't think so. The data doesn't seem to prove that out. I think it's no more competitive than relativity. And yes, there are people who have problems with relativity. Of 
course, and why, why wouldn't there be? There's always someone who has a problem with something. But it does keep the game fresh and exciting, and I'm eager to try it sometime, maybe. I haven't built a deck in a while. But, oh, um, the other thing I noticed is that it doesn't pair well with relativity for some reason. Now, I don't know if this is because it just doesn't, or the people who tried it weren't very good at pairing the two together, but I think three, two or three relativity decks, maybe it was just one, it didn't work very well. Anyway, for the relativity enthusiasts in the crowd. So anyway, uh, yeah, if I was going to pair it with something myself, what would I pair it with? Probably Voyager, maybe Equinox, try Delta stuff, maybe Delta Klingons, just because I love Bakul Challenge and uh, Klingons always have some weird stuff they can try it against. Uh, one deck, uh, one affiliation that doesn't try it is Borg, and I don't know why. I don't know if it just doesn't make sense or if you're not allowed to. I can't recall. It would be a weird pair, wouldn't it? I mean, those would be the strangest of bedfellows to have the Borg work with 8472. So I don't know. Um, it might be that the affiliate, I think the mission requires you to have a non Borg affiliation to attempt it. So good good design call there on design's ha uh, behalf. So, all right, uh, what else can we say about this? Yeah, it's uh, it's exciting. So, and, and the set had other, you know, interesting things in it, just to kind of talk about that for a second. There was the Earth, uh, the TNG Tough now with the Bluegill guys, and Earth and the Paranoia stuff. Was it called Paranoia? I can't remember. And that totally came out of the Make It So challenge, uh, if I recall. Uh, one of the Make It So's was all about having cards that hurt you, but made things better. And I thought that was a cool avenue to explore. Um, it never really worked out in 1E, though, uh, when cards... I'm trying to think of a concrete example. A card that hurts you, but like helps you later, or helps you in a different way. Um, cards that call it out specifically, I don't know if any existed. Um, not thinking of any right now, but maybe it works in Tui, maybe not. I didn't delve down, and that might be an interesting topic of discussion for a future game, uh, future podcast. But yeah, so um, yeah, will I try this? Sure, I, I will definitely try A472. Um, and should you? Uh, perhaps. Uh, maybe not uh, a new, maybe a new player may want to hold off. I wouldn't suggest a new player try relativity either. Would, um, but yeah, if if you are interested in it, I don't think there's any reason not to. I think anyone can just play the deck um, and just go for it. Yeah. Uh, another thing, one last thing I noticed before we sign off here is that players tended to solve the Northwest Passage first. I think it makes sense, it is space after all, but they always claim that doing that would help them accelerate the ability to get their dilemmas out, which made sense to me. So, yeah, does this pair with anything weird or broken in any sense? Is there some way to grab more Species A472 dilemmas that was around before this? I'm not sure, and I don't know if that's really a thing someone wants to try. And I think it will take time to see if this mechanic dies on the vine or if more cards will come out to support it in the future. That I think will depend upon how powerful the strategy is. 
and it just tends to be that design waits to see what data is out there before they go and make something better like the new Bashir for relativity for example that was something they needed and people complained they're all they're already too good but I don't think the data bared that out so yeah um, so I will leave it there questions comments or concerns you can contact me on the message boards at CorbinQ27 send me a PM if you like you can always email me at CorbinJohnson at me.com you can also leave me a voicemail at 267-CALL-CPJ and if you do your voicemail may be used on a future episode of this podcast until next time this is Corbin Johnson signing off saying so long and thanks for all the trek